Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. In this podcast, we discuss our personal creative endeavors ranging from woodworking to electronics, arts and life in general. My name is Max Maker and this is my co-host, Jeremy S. Cook. Our guest this week is best known for using a lathe on materials that most of us would just consider insane and wouldn't ever even think of. So let's welcome our guest this week, Peter Brown. Hey guys. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks Quite for having early, me on. right? In California. Oh, thanks for being our guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about nine o'clock in the morning, so it's it's not too early. And have you got a uh, work of uh, a day of work ahead of you? I do. I've got a lot of uh, very strange things to put out for my YouTube channel this day. Okay, nice. so there's a new video coming. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> That, that know, sounds really cool. That actually, I don't, for whatever reason, that just makes a lot of sense to me. I don't, I don't know why. I did some yeah, strange the level. Pancake is flat and round. <laughs> right, it's well, perfect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I like mean, really, discus. they already are a pancake. Uh, they already are a pancake. They already are a frisbee. So I just want one that's going to last. Yeah, that's, uh, a, you, that's a who good doesn't? Point. Dude, <laughs> 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 you know, my well, girlfriend. She knows you as the dipping guy. Oh yeah, I, I, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, you could uh, get a sponsorship from uh, a dip dip company, tobacco company. I guess we probably need <laughs> I to actually cut, have cut had that a few out. offers. I have had really? a few offers that I have had to just say, you know what? I think I'm okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure I want to be showing that product off on screen, <laughs> spitting into a cup. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to shop time. <laughs> I have no idea what you two are talking about. <laughs> There's a, a tobacco product that you basically stuff between your teeth and your gum, and the uh, nicotine is absorbed into your skin that way. And okay, yeah, it's called dip. Ah, yeah. okay, now I get it. So yeah, you can you can try it if you want. We'd, you know, I'm sure they'd be happy if they brought it to Germany. <laughs> Sorry, so, so this the terrible thing to be talking. Yeah. About. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we started this podcast, we said we don't want to talk about controversial things, so no nudity, no politics. We forgot to mention uh, no no drug related stuff. Well, you know. And, and, so. and Peter said, "Oh, no problem. Oops. I'm well versed in how YouTube works." I can totally not do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so welcome, you. guys. So this this pancake is the resin going to be maple syrup colored? Oh, that's a good idea. No, it's not. It's already done. So no, it's not. It's um, it's actually going to be in um, stabilized. So stabilizing resin is a little different than pouring resin. Um, it actually infuses it into the air pockets of the material. It sort of fossilizes it, as Pocket nice. eighty three would say. Yeah, he he's got a lot of he's he's got the special specialty words, you know. Yeah. He likes to talk a lot. <laughs> well, he's. Yeah, Am I allowed well, to say that? I, I've got to cut this out. I'm, I really am. <laughs> it, it was a long podcast, if that's what you're referring to, and uh, we definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Or if you talked to him on the phone, that might. Yeah, be yeah it was good. Yeah, Pocket and I talked on the phone a number of times when we were doing our project together. So um, we talked once for three hours and once for four hours. Can you tell our listeners uh, what you did? Yeah, totally. Um, it was two years ago, I got an email from Pocket, and he said, Dude, we've totally got to make a Jurassic Park amber cane. And I said, That is a great idea. 
it should be super easy. We can do that in a couple months. And then it took us two <laughs> years <laughs> to get it done. So uh, I love the end product. It's probably one of my absolute favorite projects that I that I own. Uh, it just it it looks and feels just like the original movie prop. And uh, I get, you know, lots of compliments on it. Did you actually make this? No, I didn't. I made the top part, but I, no, I didn't make the cane. And and uh, it was it was a really fun video. It was a really fun collaboration. Oh, that's nice. And um, and just one of those projects that actually it just worked. You know, at the very end of the day, we put in the time, and it actually just well, that's, worked. That's always great to have something happen like that. But yeah, no, the top part was great. I mean, the the whole thing was <laughs> yeah. awesome, just because well, you know, I mean, it took took a lot of effort to get the mechanical part too. I don't want to I don't want to. Uh, make light of pockets part either because he might be he might be listening for that matter no he put a lot of effort into that and a lot of thought <laughs> it's funny when you watch the movie if you watch the movie there's this part where he's going up the stairs with the prop cane and the prop cane bends <laughs> and uh pockets would never do that because he's got a threaded rod all the way through it so his yeah, i think you should send an email to the prop maker be like, I, uh, I think you need a little little help on your, your props. That's interesting. I didn't know that part about it uh, bending in the movie. <laughs> well, they they probably cast like 20 of them from resin. Exactly. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess with that, like, um, you know, one, one question I kind of was thinking about for you is, you know, you seem, you know, extremely good as, at being on camera and stuff like that. You know, did you, did it take you a while to be comfortable with things like, you know, like dressing up like the guy from Jurassic Park or is that kind of something that... Is that something you're not naturally comfortable with, or is that something that took a while yeah. with making videos and stuff? So, I mean, that's a good question. The the truth of it is, if you watch my old videos, I was never on camera because I I was I didn't want to be, uh, and I worked really hard not to put myself on the screen. And um, but it's easier when you are playing a character, right? So I did. Um, theater in high school and college and you don't have to be yourself so when you're somebody else you know and they say oh that guy looks goofy you're like yeah well i was pretending to be somebody else so it's okay that that guy's goofy <laughs> that's not really me it's it's i think it's harder when you put yourself out there as just you know a raw human being and somebody says you know wow your face is ugly and you're like oh okay well that's actually my face uh that's that's <laughs> nothing too bad. i can do about I'm sorry it. <laughs> you feel that way thank you so much for the comment yeah. i really appreciate you watching <laughs> you know that hurts more than just being like well you look stupid in a dress you're like well i mean i'm a guy in a dress so what do you want it's okay i, I appreciate <laughs> i appreciate your me. way of dealing with trolls you just uh, like what you highlight them and put them on the top usually or at least sometimes that's pretty that's a good way to yeah, do it uh, i i mean i honestly don't get a lot of trolls so, and I think, I think a lot of that. Well, that's, that's one of them. Oh, they said he wants to talk to me. Oh, it's, I'm not answering that. Well, it's, if it's Jimmy DeResta, please answer. Or it's somebody famous. Some, somebody <laughs> calling to tell you about how much they hated you last video, I think. You know, it's a troll, troll alert. How <laughs> did they get my number? Could be it's, our accountant, you know, that that deal with this big tool company came through. Yeah, certainly not. That's definitely not right. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't actually get that many trolls, um, and I I think it's just because I don't I don't engage them, and you know that's that's what they want. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> right. you've got kids. Um, I don't know Max if you do or uh, not. No, no. Okay, well here's the thing about kids is um, when they want attention, sometimes they say crazy <laughs> things, 
because they want attention. And if you ignore them, uh, the things tend to get more and more crazy. And I feel like a lot of ways, that's all the things that a troll does. You know, they're basically just trying to get your attention. Um, Hey, hey, you're stupid. You're ugly. You're dumb. I hate this video. And then you say, what's your problem? And they go, I love your videos. Please keep making them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, you just... You just want attention. So just give them attention. You know, somebody says something naughty in the comments. I usually type out the word giggle below it, you know, and uh, give them a little heart. (laughs) Let them know you're a naughty person. Good job. (laughs) And they tend to go away. I don't think I ever had a troll, but then I don't have that many comments as you. So I had um, no negative experience there. I've had a couple of negative comments. You know, I had That's one good. on my uh, strand beast that I made. They said, this is so terribly engineered. And I, I didn't care about that because I knew that wasn't the truth. But then somebody said something about how my manner of speaking was so annoying they had to turn the video off. And I was like, oh, that, that hmm. kind of hurts my feelings because, well, you know, I, I can see that maybe being the truth. But um, then I looked at, <laughs> I was searching for some other stuff and I saw a, a, something by Pocket and he'd done something kind of similar. And they, the same guy or, or girl, I don't want to be sexist, I guess. Um, he says something terrible in this video, too. I'm like, well, I guess this guy's just uh, just kind just of a, a terrible jerk. person. Or he just had a terrible morning, you know. I always think if people do this uh, so. weird stuff that where you just think, oh, he's a jerk, maybe he just had a bad day. You never know. Oh, it's entirely That's possible. True. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Um, and I think a lot of times that we make trolls you know if you instantly and somebody says something that maybe not isn't negative but is like constructive criticism and you instantly attack them they're going to come back with an attack yeah you know if somebody says oh i think that would have looked better in yellow and you say you stink get off of here (laughs) (laughs) instead of oh yeah i like yellow you know um then you you've basically made your own troll and i see that happen all the time so that's true i've got this one video where i made an anti-backlash nut so it's just a piece of plastic melted around the lead screw so since it's in perfect contact with all sides of the lead screw with all surfaces i say it's anti-backlash or zero backlash because i couldn't measure any backlash and everybody tells me this is not anti-backlash this is not zero backlash well certainly it's anti-back it's better than nothing right I think it is. They think it's not, but for them, it's really important to say that it's not. And somehow, for me, it's important to say it is. So, even though it's not really important for anybody, why is it important? <laughs> well, you know, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I do sometimes is I'll type out my response, what I want to say, and then I'll go all the way back to the beginning of the sentence and I'll type, You're right, comma. <laughs> <laughs> And so I kind of like, yeah, you're right. And then I tell them, well, this is why I think the way I think. Nice. It nice. seems to diffuse well, it. I'm, and they come back and go, okay. I, I hate to keep going back to Pocket 83, but I'm sure you've seen that video he made where he just starts reading the trolling comments. And it was just, it was just so, uh, I don't know, it was just so hard. I mean, I don't want to say harsh. It was, I was laughing the whole time, but it was just like, this is hilarious he likes you know it. i just he i just think it. about like like him versus you you know you're a little more like i'm really nice to the trolls whereas you know maybe maybe you're right maybe he likes it and he just says well i'm just gonna it's my it's way a of. sport for pocket he loves it 
He gets up in the morning, he cracks his knuckles, and he's like, who, who am I going to fight with on the internet today? And Pocket Pocket wins. I mean, at the end of the day, he's got the time to, you know, write four paragraphs back to some guy. Yes, because the others are exhausted. Exactly, it is. It's a war of attrition. It's like this boxer that stays alive for 12 rounds, you know. He never lands a hit, but... <laughs> Uh, Pocket is the Rocky of troll comments. <laughs> that's that's true because I mean I guess if you started writing, you know, you wrote something sensical to begin with, and then you could just like copy and paste stuff, you know, enough stuff that you know past two pages, nobody's going to read that. They just assume, well, I, I guess they won the argument. <laughs> yeah, all right, this one's yours. I'll come back okay. next week for your next video and try again. J just a little disclaimer, uh, we still like Pocket very much, and we love to have him on as a guest again. That's right. right. But, yeah, I mean, you, absolutely. Pro <laughs> he's you on, he's been on my sidebar for years. I, I just <laughs> saw your video, <laughs> and, and you've got a Pocket 83 um, button on your bandsaw, I think. Yeah, I've got one on my fridge, yeah. too. Oh, oh wow. Nice. That's a special kind of love. <laughs> 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 Having in your house, not just your workshop. There it is, yeah. When did this thing started to, to happen that everybody had stickers from everybody? I don't get this. Oh, the Pokemon thing? I have no, no idea. No. Pokemon, I mean, no. That's oh, what but, it is. It's tell a, me about the Pokemon thing. That sounds interesting. Well, it is. It's, the stickers is the, is the Pokemon of, um, of the Woodshop YouTube channels. You oh, got to so get them it's all. something you collect. Okay. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I, I didn't um, get the reference to begin with. But yeah, sorry that's, that's sorry about that. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah now I understand true. it. If you say it's a challenge for me to fill up my bandsaw and have everybody on there, but then I, d I don't see why. I, I don't honestly understand either. I put my board on the back of my um, intro area, and I basically said, you know, send me your stickers and I'll put them on my board. And I, I got inundated. I got a box full of stickers that I can't find a place for. So, uh, you know, I feel bad for everybody who sent me one that I don't have a place for. They're just sitting in a box. Um, I found a place on eBay that sells you random stickers and you can get like 500 random stickers and you don't get the same one twice. So this is for people that want to cover their whole car with stickers. That would be awesome. That sounds interesting. <laughs> There's a car that drives around here that the person has covered the entirety of it with plastic figurines. Um, you know, like little like plastic Barbies? toys. No, smaller, smaller, like little dinosaurs and pog men <laughs> and like, you know, muscle men. And it's just the entirety of the car is covered in it. I can totally see a super sticker ugly. car. It is super ugly. But you always see it when you're driving around town. You're like, oh, there's the there's the figurine car. They're going to McDonald's. That's <laughs> <laughs> That is funny because it's like if you have a normal car, you know, just let's just say a, a gray Civic, nobody, nobody knows if you're driving around. But if you have like something a little bit more, I don't know, like like an orange orange Bronco with the, the back cut off or something, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's Jeremy. I mean, it wouldn't be Jeremy because I don't have one. But, you know, if I, if I did, I suppose <laughs> I would. We have it here in Germany with American cars. If you drive an American car like a Mustang or a pickup, you're, you're straight away, they say, oh, you're an idiot. In Germany? <laughs> Just for driving that car. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It, it doesn't apply to Ford because somehow the Germans are convinced that Ford is a German company. You can really? have a Ford just as well as a German or a French car, but you can't have a Mustang. But I can drive a Peugeot. And you can't have a pickup. Or you can a drive a Peugeot, Or yeah. a Citroen and nobody would notice. Yeah, nobody would 
blink an eye, but if you drive a Mustang or pickup, you're an idiot. Wow. I, I couldn't imagine four. being a homeowner and not owning a pickup. I, I mean, how do you get plywood to your house? Well, ask Jeremy. He's American. He doesn't have one. Yeah, what? well, I had a... Um, no, it's... <laughs> yeah, Max is I'm right. sorry, I, I have to a, go. Hang on, I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, so let, let me explain myself here. I had a Tacoma and a, uh, and a uh, Acura TL, which is a 2006 TL, so I'm not a, uh, you know, I guess there's no new TLs, but anyway, um, and then I had kids. I'm like, well, I probably need to get a mini, minivan, so I traded the, basically traded the Tacoma for the minivan, and you know, you can get quite a bit of wood in the minivan if, if you need to. If you're if you're just okay with it just being a sacrificial car, I guess that's maybe that's the okay, that so, word. <laughs> so so the van the van takes the place of the pickup. Exactly. Okay. So and I've got a I've got a trailer, so I just hooked it up to my mom's car and <laughs> it's all sorted. I get wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like the Mustang. Like if I'm in America on holidays, I would get the Mustang. No question about it. But then here in Europe it's just too flashy. You you can't drive it. Really? Compared what do, what to all the to? other cars. But especially like a red Mustang that's we don't have red cars here. It's too flashy. Everybody but I mean, drives you can, gray and silver. What what about an Italian supercar or something? Can I'm you about to say that? what about is that, Italy? Is that okay? yeah, I mean, they, they produce flashy, crazy oh, cars. Oh, this, ah, they're different flashy. You know, the supercars in Italy they're you know, they're Italian design. It's still more modest than a Mustang, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just completely disagree. The, and, the, but 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 it's the same. But it's the same though. If somebody drives around here with a Ferrari, everybody says, "Oh, look, he's driving a Ferrari." Because I see maybe one Ferrari a year or one Lamborghini. It's not very common. But really? then if I am on holidays in Florida, I see them all, every day. It's it's funny. There's actually a I think it's a Ferrari dealership. You know, maybe five miles from me. I've never been in there because I don't think they'd. You know, they'd probably be like, "What are you doing?" Can we run your credit check or something? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I can just imagine coming home with a Ferrari one day and my wife says, what What are you doing? <laughs> are you going to park that next to our minivan? Or That's hilarious. I guess I, just, Acura or? I, I guess I just thought they were everywhere. I, I live in Northern California and uh, it's not unusual oh, yeah, for me course. to see, Yeah. I mean, really flashy cars. I, I drove to work yesterday with a Maserati behind me the whole way and... You know, there's Teslas on the road and uh, Lamborghinis and yeah, not, un not unusual at all. I have to say one time I was on a motorway and there was a really fast Mercedes. I think it's the SLS, like the supercar from Mercedes. There yeah. was a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and they were all lined up next to each other. They were having kind of a race and I was just behind them. Mm. And we we're all going like maybe 180 kilometers an hour. So that's 120 miles per hour, I guess. And then suddenly they took off, and it was so loud. That was so amazing. And just kind and of embarrassing to, to see what kind of speed I, they have. It, it, just like oh. they were in a different league, you know. But <laughs> I looked over to 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 my girlfriend who was sitting next to me. I said, "Wow, wasn't that amazing?" She she said, "What? What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let me get this straight though. You you guys were cruising at 120 miles an hour, and then they took off. Is that? And then they took off. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> 
course. I mean, you I can't always go that fast. Most most of the time, there's traffic or there's slow people in front of you. But one time, I drove back from Hamburg to my town, and uh, the one of the football games just started from the World Cup, and I was a bit late. But the motorway was completely empty. There was nobody. I drove for maybe. 30 minutes and I didn't see a different another car. So wow. is, is this uh part of my ignorance here but was this on the autobahn is that a is that still the, still a thing? Autobahn is motorway. That's the thing. Oh, that's so you call it the motorway. That's the what you call the We auto. we call it autobahn which is motorway in German. Oh. All right. Well, uh, so those are synonymous. That. The autobahn is the autobahn is not a particular thing. It is just a it's a general term. Is that what we're saying? Any motorway is uh, autobahn. Oh, okay. It it just means a uh, car lane, but not any street is a autobahn. R just the autobahn is the autobahn. Right, it's got to be. So any motorway. It's got to be a freeway. Yeah. <laughs> right. We say whatever freeway is. We say freeway. <laughs> same 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 difference. We say freeway. Ours are full of potholes, and if you went 120 miles an hour, you would die. So, <laughs> but but yeah, same same idea, same concept. <laughs> but it, but it's more relaxed driving in America or in Canada. You know, you just put your your um, speedometer on. Is the speedometer? No, what the cruise control, cruise control? finger. Cruise control. You put that on, you lay, lean back, and you don't have to worry about anything, and just can keep going for hours. And Germany is much more stressful because there are people behind you that want to go really fast, or you want to go really fast, and there are people in front of you that go far too slow. So hmm. it's it's uh, more stressful here. I don't know though. I mean, you get around Atlanta and some of the bigger cities. It's pretty. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of driving in like New York City or something just because. It's, but I think I don't know. I think you're referring to yeah. something a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah, he, he's talking about the country. Yeah, you come oh, to San Francisco. Yeah. You want stressful? You drive in San Francisco for like five minutes and see if you just don't start crying <laughs> like a little baby. That's. I that. imagine San Francisco is full of Ubers and Teslas, and that's what I think about San Francisco. And hills, and yeah, lots of people not figuring out how to use a clutch and rolling back into your car, and yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> it's a nightmare place to drive. <laughs> Man, this this is starting to become a episode of Top Gear. That's, oh, uh, Grand Tour now. Oh, Grand Tour, yeah. You know that it's funny because I actually had lunch and I watched that while I was eating lunch, like thirty minutes ago. So maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm channeling Jeremy Clarkson. So <laughs> I think that could very well be the case. Yeah, I've I've been in England for seven years. I never met any of them, unfortunately. That would have been really cool that would, you know? that would be really cool just just seeing them one day just on the motorway you know just driving by in a silly cars yeah yeah it's uh i guess i question it's like you know you do the they're like oh well we're getting fired from top gear and then they do the grand tour which is the exact same show except they don't have stig anymore it's like what mm -hmm. is how are they able to do this but i guess um i heard somebody say i really hope oh god I, I really hoped um the grand tour would be completely different i really hoped it would be you know more natural, less um, scripted. Because I think an adventure is only adventure if it really happens. If it's scripted, it's not really an adventure. Like I can be as imaginative as I want in my my head. I don't need these people to um, just think of silly situations. Just film what actually happens. You know, you go to Botswana, it will be interesting. You don't need to script everything. I think that's that ruins the show a little bit. But then everybody loves it apart from me. Yeah, I, I, like I love it. I've watched every episode of Top Gear and then uh, the Grand Tour. And I'm not a car guy. Like, I have, I'm oh, not a car guy. But, um, but I yeah. love the show. And I think, I think a lot of what they do applies to just making videos in general. 
which is that they're not out to explain how a car works. They don't, they don't really want you to buy any of the cars that they're showcasing. It is an entertainment show that happens to be centered around cars. No, so, I agree with that. Very true. Very I mean, true. And in my mind, you know, that's kind of what I do on YouTube. I, I'm, I'm an entertainment show that happens to be in a, work, in a workshop. But I'm never going to stop and explain to you how a joiner works. I'm never going to explain how a lathe works. I'm never going to take the time to tell you this piece is this so many centimeters long and this piece is, you know, so many inches thick. It's just, that's just the, um, the backdrop for the entertainment show. Interesting. I can totally see that. But if I look at your channel, you say it's a wood shop, but um, are you really a wood shop anymore? Or is it, so, it, it, is it a resin shop? Well, I mean, shop. I have woodworking tools. It is a wood shop, but um, and I do do things with wood. But yeah, I guess I'm more of a resin channel than anything else. I, I definitely enjoy working with resin. I think it's really fun and very versatile. So can you tell us how this all started? How you got into doing videos, or um, you probably started working with wood, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I. So this all got started because we were in this house, and Mrs. Brown said to me, "We need a bookshelf for this space under our kitchen, uh, under this kitchen return." And I went, "I can make a bookshelf." And I went down to the store, and I bought all the parts, and I came back. And I built the ugliest, misshapen, out of square <laughs> bookshelf you have ever seen. And I was the most proud father in the whole world. You know, <laughs> I would grab people off the street, bring them in and look, look at my bookshelf. Look at that. You see how it fits right under that space where she said it was supposed to fit? <laughs> and, and it, you know, it, it was perfect. The, the, um, the shelf bowed down when you put too many books on it. It was just, it was awful. It was the worst thing ever. And I loved it. <laughs> and uh, I, I went out to, to the garage every day and I started buying more tools and I just started getting better and better at doing things. And then one day, somebody about 30 minutes away put a lathe on Craigslist for free. Rude. And oh, wow. I was like, I need a free whatever that thing is. I don't even know what that thing is. And I drove down there and I picked it up and I started turning and I started making pens and bottle stoppers and bracelets and I started selling them. And I, I have yet to be productive again. I haven't made anything for our house. I haven't made anything useful since I got a lathe, but it is so much fun. So, so you did start um, selling these, though. Did, did you? I mean, did you make some money at it, or was it kind of a I made, hobby? Can you make money with selling your own I stuff? I made a lot of money. I'm really wondering. I made a lot of money. Um, really? Yeah, I I funded my workshop, so I was selling, I was selling, and making maybe hundreds of pens every every month, and selling them in local shops, and uh, I kind of do what I always do, which is I dive in full force and go until I hate it. That's like my MO. I, I take something that's enjoyable. I commit myself entirely to it until I make it unenjoyable. Um, and, and that's what I did with this. And so uh, I was making good money. 
I was, I was uh, you know, working all of my free time making pens and bottle stoppers and bowls and boxes and everything else you could make on the lathe and selling them in local shops. And then I just got, I got totally burned out. And I actually went to the shops where I was selling them. Uh, I was selling them as consignment. I went to the shops. I, I said, uh, I want my stuff back. I took it all back. <laughs> I put it in the, the shop. I closed up the shop doors and I didn't go in the shop for three months. Really? I, just, I completely burned myself out. I made it miserable. Really? But you could have let them s sell it. Why, why did you take the product uh, back? Because I needed a finality. I needed to be able to say, this is over. I don't want to think about it anymore. I need it to be done. And so that's what I did. And I went back to wow. my, my old life, which was playing video games and watching videos on Reddit. <laughs> and somebody posted a video on Reddit um, called Making a Machete. Or no, it wasn't the machete video. What was it? I don't remember. It was, uh, it was an axe. Oh, it was an axe video. And it was by this, this guy named Jimmy DeResta. And he uh, took an old axe handle and he put a Paduke. Uh, he took an old axe, he put a Paduke handle on it, and he made the leather. Uh, you know that yeah. one? The yeah. hatchet video? I, of course. I of watched course. it like eight times. I watched it a few times that And one. then I watched. That's a, one of his best videos. It was amazing. And then I watched every single video I could find of his. I downloaded Dirty Money and I watched all the Dirty Money episodes. I downloaded Hammered. I watched all the Hammered episodes. And I went, <laughs> I can do that. It's exactly what I did. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> and I went out and I bought a flip because he said in a video that he, um, he recorded with Make that he used a flip. And I went out in the shop yeah. and I made a Jimmy DeResta video. Flip cam. And that was my very first video. Was, cool. um, was basically just copying Jimmy. Do you remember how his uh, nephew would never talk in that show? Yes. His name was Matt DeResta, and they called him Rat Boy in the show. Yeah, exactly. His name is Rat Boy, <laughs> and he never talks. And then Jimmy has this argument if it's called a vase or a vase. Yeah. And they, they, call, they ask Rat Boy, and he says, vase. <laughs> That's like the only word he said. I was like, so he can't talk? What is this about? Yeah, uh, Matt, Matt's got a really uh, good YouTube channel. It's uh, Matt Teresta. He, uh, he, he has a shop in um, L.A. Uh, him and uh, John Teresta both, both uh, appear on that. Yeah, his so. brother. But he doesn't post very often, does he? Because I'm sure I've subscribed to him, but yeah, I don't really see him not a lot as of much. I think, I think they're actually making and selling things at the, um, the, more than making videos. At the flea market, exactly. I know. Their, their job is going around New York City, finding scrap garbage, and then selling it on. With a bit of yeah, a but they're actually on the other coast now. They're on the west coast here, on my side. <laughs> the, the the bad side. I guess. So anyway, yeah. the good side. That I was know. the premise of the TV show for those that yeah. don't know. Oh right. <laughs> no, it's it's funny. We've got a uh, real worldwide uh, podcast going on here. I guess. That's. I actually wanted to learn Japanese because I thought there's such a big such a big culture over there and you know all the stuff that's going on in our side of the internet you know the english world they must have the same in in japan so i thought i should learn japanese to just get get to know the people there and there must be makers there as oh, well sure yeah. and this whole maker it's, community um, but they're separate you know yeah um J japan's got amazing artisans and what's cool about japan is that uh the government actually designates individuals as um, national treasures so they'll actually get funding depending on you know them being able to make this certain item so if you if you do that if you do a search i think it's called i think they're called national treasures you know and it's one 
artisan who's amazing at making these wooden dolls. He'll become a national treasure and he's he gets an apprentice so that he can teach that to um, someone else coming down so that that technique isn't lost. Uh, they're really good about that. Wow. That's that's amazing. I would have, I guess I never never thought of that, but that, that makes that makes sense, I guess. Just yeah, as they, far as... they're trying not to lose those skill sets. Sure, yeah, you can think of some stuff, what is it, I guess glass grinding that's going to be, you know, some stuff like making neon signs and glass grinding, stuff like that, that's very much an artisan thing and you True. can't really, or we haven't figured out how to mass manufacture it and it's kind of, hopefully stuff like that won't totally die out as far as the knowledge goes at least. Right, exactly. And then there's other things that, you know, have become mass produced and so there isn't a market for it. Uh, even though we can say as makers, you know, the artisan version of this is so much better than the machine version of it. There's not profitability in it. Yeah. Um, and, sure. and so the, the skill set dies away. You know. Yeah, I think about like, you know, you go to the store and you buy, say, like a folding chair for $15. And I, I just sometimes you think, well, if I had to make that myself, how much would that cost? You know, time, materials, whatever. And it's like, well, you know, much a couple more. hundred dollars at, at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, right. uh, it's amazing what we can make man mass manufacturing wise. Uh, do people sometimes ask you if they can buy the products that you made? All the time. And, and what do you say? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just say no. I, I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, you heard my story, and the truth is, I don't want to go back down that rabbit hole. So, but I mean, if I give something away, that's my choice. But if somebody, if I'm beholden to somebody to make something for them, then that becomes a stress, and I don't want any more stress in my life. All right. Well, so, let me let uh, me let me ask you this, and we can edit it out if if you want me to. But let's say I have twenty thousand dollars, and I say, you know, Peter, or you know, say fifty thousand. I'd like your your pancake crispy. Hmm. You know, you exchange that. Would you would you do it for if the price is right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If I didn't have to make a special one, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'm not, one, I, I don't think I have that cash to spare. Just 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 to. Clarify. I don't think it's worth it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually had somebody email me. I made a micarta pen, and it was basically all these pieces of colored paper. I squished them together. I turned them on the lathe. I made this really pretty pen. And I had a, um, a lady email me from Texas saying, I would love one for my boyfriend for Christmas. Can I buy one from you? And I said, no, I, I don't. I don't sell my stuff. And she, and she was just like, oh, that makes me sad. I'm all, just give me your address. I'll send it to you. I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make another one. I mean, I'm not going to keep it. So, yeah, you want it? You, you can have it. Um, I've done that really a nice handful of, of times and it, it's not well yeah but I guess it doesn't it doesn't hurt me it doesn't sure. it doesn't do anything the, it's already the product's already been made the product was the video you know the object is a byproduct of my main product <laughs> sure. and I have a box full of these byproducts that I don't know what to do with well give them away sometimes to I'll take them out and show people yeah yeah but then do a charity but auction. then what happens is but then what happens is is that there's stress on top of that so you know you 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 can't just do giveaways on youtube because there's rules in some countries like denmark that if you do a giveaway everyone has to be a winner and i was like okay well that's what? not gonna work <laughs> you know i mean there's there's these unusual international rules and youtube is beholden to some of those so oh, that's, uh, that's so really they don't weird. like it when you do giveaways and I tried to, to do giveaways on Patreon, and I got an email from somebody at Patreon saying, yeah, you're not allowed to do giveaways on Patreon. What? And I said, oh, I didn't, 
I didn't know that. They're like, yeah, it's called gambling and we don't we don't allow it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't do giveaways on Patreon anymore. You know what I did when I was at university and I had food that was gone off and I wasn't going to eat it anymore. I didn't put it in a bin. I just put it in a corridor and it was always taken by somebody. They probably Maybe thought I it was just still put good. stuff on the street. Yeah, just put it on the street. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they they ate the stuff. They just thought, oh, it's uh. free stuff. And then I took to, took it home. Then they discovered, oh, it's gone off. So they threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a friend, and he grew up right around LAX, right around LA Airport. And they used to try to. He was he was talking, and he's like, I'm trying to sell my couch. Uh, oh no! Wait, wait, no, come on, Peter, take a breath. He was trying to get rid of his couch. So he put it on the street with a sticker that said free and it was on there for a week and nobody took it. And his friend said, you don't put free on it. You yeah, put a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he changed the sign to a hundred bucks and it was gone the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, well, somebody thought it had value. So they oh, stole it. Man, that's, that's interesting psychology uh, experiment, <laughs> I guess. Now, now speaking of money, now you actually have a, like a, I don't want to say real job, but a uh, nine to five job, correct? Is that is that right? I do. So yeah, absolutely do. I I have a nine to five job that I've been at for thirteen years, and I will be there until I retire. Really? Because it has retirement, um, which is something that YouTube doesn't. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so what are you doing? I'm a network guy. I'm a computer network engineer. So do you work from home? No, no. I I have to put on pants and go to the office. Like oh, wow. a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where do you, where do you find the time for you know such a you know your YouTube channel and such? I I mean YouTube is done on weekends and and after hours. Um, and again, I have to try I have to try and stop myself from making it a full-time job because I have the tendency to do that. I have this this thing inside of me that says if I'm going to do it, you got to do it all the way but I, I honestly don't want two full-time jobs I want a full-time job and a hobby and so I've got to be really <laughs> careful not to turn my hobby into my you know vocation and it's 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 a hard line to stay on oh no I know what you mean I mean I you know I started writing and doing you know some not really like you but doing writing on the side and that was a hobby and I enjoyed it and then you know, eventually got to the point where it's like, well, I got to choose one or the other. And, you know, that's what I chose to do that and podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever, kind of whatever pays the bills. Um, Max, I, I guess it was kind of kind of the same for you, right? You work for your for yourself. Uh, yeah, I work for myself. Um, and that's fun if it pays the bills. It's not fun if it doesn't. But so far, it's okay. So I'm happy with that. And I wish I had more time, really. Then I would do more YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. It's like, you know, you, I really enjoy what I do, but it is kind of like, well, this used to be my hobby. So now it's like, what do, what do I do as my hobby? I guess I could start playing video games more or something. I, I don't know, but <laughs> not really productive. Well, I don't have hobbies in that. This is my hobby. You know, being an engineer, this is, I live for this. This is my hobby and my job. And I would do it for free. So for me, it's not a trade off between working and doing stuff that's fun. That's true. It's um, it's a, it's a weird thing though. If somebody says, you know, tries to get me a Christmas present or something, I, all the stuff I want is stuff for my business. So it's like, what do I, what do I say? What <laughs> was awesome. Dispenser. What's that? Yeah, a new tape dispenser. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like a new uh, chop saw, but it's like, 
well, crap. Well, I can get a tax deduction on that, so I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I'd rather buy it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please give me a, a, a saw and, and a receipt as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you guys are both full-time makers, content creators. Is that is that what I understand? Well, no, we're not content creators full-time. That's just uh, for fun. Uh, I made, I think YouTube paid me $30 last month, so... <laughs> Oh, things are getting pretty serious. I spent more money on light bulbs for YouTube <laughs> than I get from YouTube. Yeah, well, you have a uh, you do a lot of RVs, RV stuff, right? Equipment for RVs is that is that your yeah, that's, main business? Yeah, I, I make uh, drawers, aluminium drawers for RVs. That's okay. my niche. Nice. And then I, I do a lot of writing for. Uh, well, as you know, I did some writing for Make and some other various other publications. That's kind of what pays the bills and then I'll do YouTube videos too. But you know, my, my, uh, pay rate for the videos themselves is probably comparable to max or slightly, slightly lower. So that's not more of a, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it might give, maybe gives me some credibility as far as being able to write about this kind of thing. If I didn't actually do it, I mean, what's, who am I to say, well, you should do this this way or this, that way, or not, not that I'm not that I'm giving people advice necessarily, but it, it's is nice to say, okay, I've done this. I know how this can be explained or this can be explained, whatever, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To actually go through the process and do it. And, and YouTube is evolving. You know, any channel is one video away from becoming crazy popular. That's, I mean, that's just the way YouTube works. Yeah. That's, I guess that's, I guess that's true. That's nice to hear. That's very motivational. Oh, I mean, that's, that's the truth of it. That's that's how I, I mean my my channel you know I just happened to hit that which video, video was it for early. You? for me it was a video called uh, the colored pencil ring and I was just making videos and getting a handful of views for each one and I made this colored pencil ring I posted it on Reddit and it went to the front page of Reddit and became a viral video and within a few days I had um, I went from 500 subscribers to 11,000 subscribers and wow. I've just kind of been on a, a roll, you know, and it's taken four years. It, that was uh, 2013. So, you know, wow. it's, it's, it's a, it's a long journey, but that was my start. That was my kickstart. Sure. And now you're up to video. what? 555. I think, I think I just checked it before. <laughs> yeah. It was half a million, which is just a bonkers thing to say, but, um, but those aren't subscribers. Subscribers aren't viewers. Subscribers are, that's a vanity number. That's that's a pat yourself on the back number. Uh, my viewership is probably about half that, around 250,000. Oh, well, that's not much at all. I, you know, I think. Well, oh, that's probably... as many people as there are in my, in my town, you know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to diminish it. I was just saying, you know, you can't, you can't look at a, a channel and say, oh, that channel's a million, you know, million view channel. It's it's not. They've got a million subscribers. It doesn't mean that they get that many views. No, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Because you know, <laughs> you know, it's like like my channel is quite a bit smaller. But you know, look, okay, I put out this video. You know, let's say you got a thousand subscribers. You assume a thousand of them will watch it. And then you look at your stats. It's like, well, I got seven views from uh, notifications. So that's not quite what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going good. <laughs> We're on our but, way. But Jeremy's got crazy viewership numbers. It is. It is. I'll agree. My viewership numbers are crazy, for 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 better or worse. It's um. I guess with YouTube, a lot of the videos that I put out made no sense out of context. They were more like, okay, I can host videos for my blog here, so they might you know get a ten, twenty, thirty thousand views. I mean, not not consistently, but many of them had 
quite a few views, but nobody subscribed to it because, well, it just doesn't make sense. But then, so that's kind of, I guess my, my number of views is a lot higher than you would think for my low number of subscribers, if that makes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And all of those numbers help, um, you know, building a channel. They, They all, they all matter in the end as far as YouTube is concerned. Just like any marketing, you know, give out some stickers, a sticker will land somewhere and somebody will know this brand, even though they don't even know anymore where they have the sticker from. But once they see your brand again, they say, oh, I've got a sticker from this guy. Sure, they might have seen it in yeah. Peter, Peter all, Brown's all this box, company, you know? in his uh, box in his basement or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> no basements out in California, but yeah, I got a box. Okay. <laughs> so, so Peter, when you're making a project, um, how, how does that come to work? You have this idea, or oh, today I'm going to dip cotton balls into resin, or where do you get your inspiration from? <laughs> I mean... I mean that's the answer, right? It's I even hearing somebody say it out loud makes me feel silly inside just because it sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically what happens. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, I'll say, "Oh my gosh," and Mrs. Brown will look at me and go, "Oh no, <laughs> what's happening?" And I said, "I'm gonna make a pancake into a frisbee," and she's like, "Okay, go go back to sleep, Peter." <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that's um, good though, because if you bug her about it, because usually I'll think of stuff in the night and I'll forget about it by the next day. But if you bug your wife about it, maybe she'll be like, why were you bothering me about that stupid thing last night? And like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Whoa, that's right. Uh, the other place that, that I get ideas from is my comment section. I think, uh, I think the comments on YouTube, I read every single comment on YouTube, for better or for worse, um, whether or not that is uh, a huge waste of time or not, I, I think it's important that if somebody felt like they needed to write something, that I should be able to read it. Okay, uh, then you probably read that on your last video I posted, you should dip tampons in, in resin. Yes, I did. I totally ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, absolutely read that. <laughs> and we're, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> um... But I mean, it's basically cotton, so I can't respond to them all. So, you know, it's hard. I haven't been able to respond to them all in a a while. But the comments are amazing. The amount of ideas, even crazy ideas that are good ideas are amazing. And it is is a goldmine that should not be ignored. And the other thing is people love when you do something that they suggested. Sure. that's the point of this platform. If we're not going to respond to our comments, if we're not going to, to show our viewers that we actually listen and appreciate their input, then, then why are we on YouTube and not just, you know, broadcasting on television where nobody can respond to us? That's the point of the platform for me is being able to have the back and forth. So you must have a, a list of ideas, I guess, or have you got ideas that you want to do one day, but you can't do it yet because it's just so big? Yeah, no, the pancake was on the list for a year and a half. Oh, um, wow. I, I would have done it straight away. It's such a good chamber. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but he has, he has so. so many other good ideas. You just don't, you know, I, I suppose. Ah, I see. So the pancake is not cast in resin. The pancake is the resin. Right. It's been stabilized. And so that's the reason it worked. Okay. I tried to do this. When the idea first came, uh, was first posted on my channel, it was back in November of last year. 
and I immediately made a pancake the next morning and I tried to soak it in resin and the resin wouldn't permeate in. It wouldn't get far enough into the pancake to actually preserve it and hold it together. Um, by putting it in the stabilizing chamber, it soaks into all of the individual holes and pores and it becomes rigid in its structure. It, it fossilizes this thing. Um, and so now, now, because I just got a stabilizing chamber, because I just got a vacuum set up a couple months ago, now I can do this project. So I can check it off the list. But then if you bake it in the oven afterwards, the resin, uh, wouldn't it take on the form from the, wh wherever the pancake touches the oven? Uh, no, it, it, I mean, it didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so. we have to wait for the video. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. Um, but it definitely darkened it. I mean, you can't put bread in an oven and not make toast. So it definitely, I definitely did get a, a toasted pancake. But um, I think it'll still turn out. <laughs> nice. Well, that'll be that'll be a fun one, I'm sure. So that was your progress for the week, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, we've got this section where we talk about progress. Yeah. Now, what about you, Max? What have you been working on this week? I've been doing uh, not that much for YouTube, but I just received the motor and the ESC for my electric hydrofoil. And the motor is really big. It's as big as a can of Coke, basically. And uh, it's water-cooled and supposedly it's waterproof. So I really hope it is waterproof. And it doesn't burn even though it's waterproof. Because if it's waterproof, apparently um, it's not that good in conducting the heat to the water. So uh, I've got to test that soon. And I've got the ESC which is the VESC, which is like pretty expensive, um, but apparently more professional. And it's like a motor controller that can read out all the statistics from your right. So I can actually analyze how much amps I'm drawing and the voltage of everything. And it has a lot of safety features built in. So I spent a little bit more money there and hopefully that's going to enable me to uh, use the board without burning anything or having it explode. I have no idea what an electric hydrofoil is, but it sounds exciting. An electric, uh, it, it's a surfboard with a wing in the water. So underneath the surfboard, there's a wing, and the wing goes through the water, propelled by the electric motor, and then you get lift and you rise up out of the water. So it's like oh, flying. I've, I've absolutely seen those. I absolutely yeah. know what you're talking about. Okay. So instead exactly. of using wind, because um, I've seen those where they have a sail on top, so instead of yeah. doing that, you're actually going to use a motor to generate the uh, the thrust. Exactly. And the challenge is to get a waterproof motor that's small enough, but also powerful enough. And I've got this one here and it's encapsulated. So um, nobody has used this yet. So I'm going to see if this works. The ESC, the motor controller is really good. So this is not going to blow up. It's just the motor is going to burn, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is good because that's cheap. Well, it sounds awesome. I hope you stay safe with that. So if... um. You know, if something happens, Peter, I'm looking for another, uh, you know, a substitute co-host for this podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> taking applications. No, not really. I'd... So, I mean, do you, do you go out on the lake with this, or uh, yeah, on the, uh, well, talk I live about, at the talk ocean, about a, so a flashy vehicle. You were saying how you, you know, your neighbors don't appreciate flashy vehicles. Do they? <laughs> do they talk about you? They're like, there's some crazy I... guy out there. I even have LEDs underneath. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. If so you're not you allowed to have a Mustang, guy. it's, you know, it's uh, certainly. But yeah, you said, you said yeah. you'll be wearing a helmet and stuff when you do it. So people just like, oh, that's oh, just, oh, yeah. that's just yeah, some guy. I don't thing. know who that is. Somebody from America, probably. <laughs> yeah, nobody will know. But probably uh, 
a few years ago, my local newspaper, we built a wakeboard winch, which is like a very long cable attached to a lawnmower motor, and that uh, pulls you over the lake with a wakeboard. Okay. And we set that up in town, and uh, somebody complained to the police a few times. The police came and they said, yeah, it's fine. You can keep doing this. It's not illegal, really. And, and you know, keep the noise down and be civil, which we were. Uh, but this guy was really annoyed, so he wrote uh, the newspaper instead. And the newspaper made an article saying, uh, wakeboarders <laughs> are terrorizing um, the guests <laughs> at this city pond, basically. <laughs> they really used the word terror in the headline. It wasn't oh summer, so gosh. they didn't have anything to write about. Yeah, it must have been a slow, slow news day. <laughs> they didn't even bother getting in touch with us. And there's a video of that um, on my YouTube channel, if you want to check it out, of the winch. That was That's fun hilarious. to build. Yeah, I wish I would have made a video of the building. Yeah, but you didn't winch. have to. You were shooting stuff on the shore while you were doing the winch, right? In that video, that's probably why they why they didn't like it so much, right? And you saying, yeah, yeah, yeah probably, like that. yeah, <laughs> throwing throwing ninja stars. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to uh, call the local newspaper and ask them to uh, cover me while I uh, try out the board. Yeah, why wouldn't said, you? I, I mean, it seems like that would yeah. be great article. Yeah, I will. And then after that one came out, I will tell everybody that last time they called me a terrorist for doing the same i, I just don't I, I can't picture okay so here's the deal if that happened in california people would be lined up on the shore watching it i, I mean they, i can't imagine anybody complaining about it everyone would have their smartphones out filming it <laughs> so oh, yeah they they were they were filming it and lots of people said oh this is amazing apart from this one guy Oh, okay. There's always one guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a bad apple that ruined the um, the. Well, the yeah, and the newspaper, they were desperate for news because it's a small town and they don't have much to write about. So mm. Seems like they could have put a positive, positive spin <laughs> yeah. on things. Like, oh, It seems like they could have put a positive know, spin on that. Lo local genius. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my friends, they were especially disappointed. Well, it, it wasn't just me. It was me and a group of friends. And they were really um, into, you know, surfing and outdoor activities. And they said, why do they have to ruin this, you know? What, there's one time there are young people trying to do something interesting or nice or fun. And they just have to ruin it. And they uh, wrote a big letter to the newspaper. And I said, like, don't worry. It's, it, 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 don't, don't even bother. They won't care. They just wanted an interesting news story. And they didn't. Well, the next time the cops get called, you should ask them if they want to go for a spin. You'd be like, do you want to try out the hydrofoil? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cops were really nice. The cops were That would nice. make a good... Yeah, exactly. So that would be yeah. awesome. So Jeremy, what, what have you done this week? So this week I've been um, actually working on a, a camera slider. I had one from... I had a kit that I had from... Uh, what was it? Servo City, I guess. And it, it worked really well. But the, the problem was I didn't have a really good way to control the forward or backwards movement. So I was actually using a, a D DC adapter or a uh, you know, wall wart, hooking it up with my hands and having it go one way or the other. So... Finally, I decided I'm just gonna gonna just bite the bullet and put a continuous rotation servo on it, get it to go, have some better controls in it, kind of like a real dumbed down version of your your uh, slider that you made what a year or two oh, ago. But the servo is much better. Yeah, I made the slider, but the the servo motor is not right for a slider because it's choppy. Okay. And there are vibrations if you go at a certain speed. So I would do this with a servo or just with a DC motor. Okay. Well, which it's a the servo is so. Well, it's a um. Hobby servo turned into a continuous rotation. So it's, you know, people call them continuous rotation servos, but they're not, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it turns out, but we'll, we'll see if it's good or not. So, P Peter, do you have a camera slider? No. You should. No, I do not. You should. I should. Oh, yeah, it's so nice when the slider just moves a few centimeters while your resin cures, you know. 
if you time it right, nobody will notice, but they will notice indirectly. Yeah, it is. They will just think, oh, nice. this is this is some really good footage, but they won't know it. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, see, I've never, I have never been that guy that cared about that, and not to diminish it from anybody else, it's just never been anything that has interested me. Um, but I, I, I know I, I watch um, Frank Howarth, and he's got a lot of really amazing camera shots, and and uh, and at the end of the day, I'm just like, yeah, I just. I can't imagine putting the effort into that. Oh yeah, that. and editing the the time lapses afterwards. I hate editing. <laughs> I absolutely it is the least favorite thing of the whole process. I I my video style is based on my aggressive method of getting through editing as fast as possible. Well, what, why that not pay my, somebody to do I'm, it for I'm you? I'm using finger quotes. That's my style. Um because now it's, I've developed an aggressive editing style <laughs> and I don't want somebody to try to replicate it. <laughs> and I don't think they'd bring the same anger to the editing room that I would. And so it would, it would diminish it. It would be different. <laughs> you know, and some guys are like, you should use multiple cameras. I'm all, I hate editing with a single stream of footage. I cannot imagine doing it with more than one. Oh yeah, one. that would be annoying. Multiple cameras. I, I use multiple cameras every once in a while and it is... So. It is very annoying, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. I guess every once in a while I'm like, oh my gosh, this shot's in focus, and I'm like, this is great. People are gonna love this. You're totally so, in focus. So what kind of camera do you use? Do you use a just a phone, or do you use a DSLR or GoPro? I have a uh, I have a Canon T5i Rebel. So um, I didn't know what kind of camera to buy. So I, I asked Bob and I like to make stuff, what kind of camera he had, and then I went out and bought nice. one. And I don't even know how to use it. I like, I know it can do white balance, I know it can do all these things, but I, I've never changed the lens on it. I've never used any of the settings. I just press the record button, and then I press the record button again when I'm done. You know, there are people that know how to shoot videos and people <laughs> that shoot videos. Nice. Yeah, you, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> and then there are those that know both, and they are on Vimeo, not on YouTube. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And I feel, I feel like artisan videos aren't as popular on YouTube as personality videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's not as important if something is beautiful on YouTube as if there's some content and personality driving the video. Which is why those daily vlog videos are like the top videos on YouTube. And I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't like daily vlog videos. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the, the premiere of the channel, though, of the, of the platform. You know, that's, that's the, top, the top of every... Even um, if I watch one of my favorite channels, which is Smarter Every Day, mm -hmm. um, I'd say 50% of the time I'm looking at uh, Destin's face. So, you know, he knows it. <laughs> he knows that his personality drives the video, even if he's teaching me something amazing about how spaghetti breaks. You know, I still get to see dimples like, I don't know, six out of the 12 minutes. Yeah, so. Somebody once told me, and, you know, he's like, you know, not somebody who makes a lot of YouTube videos, but he's like, you know, you know what? My, my wife watches videos. I watch videos, you know, how-to videos. Basically, he told me he was sure that the people who watch him with no intent of making what you're doing are far outnumber the people that actually want the instruction. So I, I, that really kind of resonated with me. And I think that's, you know, kind of what you're... That's true. Yeah. 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 I get a lot of videos like, and, and oh, I don't have a full machine shop so I can make this. I'm like, this is just entertainment. You're not supposed to make what I built. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm always blown away when somebody's like, I actually made that. I was like, you, you did? <laughs> Why? What are, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> so sometimes people ask me questions on instructables, like really detailed questions. And then, yeah. then I know, wow, they're really making this. And then I always say, please send me a picture when you're done. But they never did so far. Mm. Oh, that's too so bad. So maybe my instructables are really bad and they give up halfway. <laughs> No, they're good. I've, I've read a bunch of them. Really? Yeah. You do a good job. Really? Yeah. You, you did research. I love Instructables. I spend a lot of time on Instructables. Hmm. Very interesting. I, I yeah. never really did wow. them myself. And I'm, I'm, Max, I'm on uh, it. <laughs> Max suggested that I could, should, just to kind of promote my channel and stuff. And I think that's I think that's definitely good good advice, on the, at least on the stuff that I do. So here's, a, here's an inside baseball thing about why I post on Instructables. Instructables doesn't drive a lot of traffic. To my channel but whoever their web guy is is amazing because I'll make a video um, and I'll post on reddit and I'll post on imager and then I'll post on instructables and then if you do a web search for gummy bear axe or um, uh, micarta gene pocket watch the instructables will always be the top return in Google hmm. oh Wow. For whatever reason, their SEO is unbelievable. It's better than YouTube. So if I have a video that's not, <laughs> it is. I have a video that's not performing well. I'll do an instructable with the exact same title as my video, just so that if somebody ever searches something similar to that, then they'll get the instructable first. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, I've never even seen this before. And then they can click down through it and get to my channel. So, so yeah, I actually, I actually hijacked their SEO to promote my videos, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that. Um, well, it seems like you do a really good job of promoting your 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 channel off off the site. You know, Reddit or Imgur or Imgur or or um, Instructables for that matter. So, good good for you. I, I kind of hate but, doing but that. But I, I think Peter's videos are just inherently interesting, whether you're interested in making stuff or not. You know, just watching resin flow and cast into something hard is interesting for anybody my mom would watch it probably it's yeah it's kind of fun to watch isn't it, it, it um, and I just post on the places that I like to go you know I, I only post in places where I actually spend time but my, my videos are very clickbait videos I, I find that I get stolen by clickbait people all the time I don't know. guy pours glue into a box you'll never believe what happens next <laughs> <laughs> it, it dries the glue dries that's oh, what happens next okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Peter Max is a lot of fun. Um, Peter, if somebody wants to find you, where can they where can they find you? Uh, I'm I'm on YouTube. Uh, you can find me at Peter Brown. Um, I also have a website that no one goes to called shop-time.net. But it, honestly, if you just go into Google and type in gummy bear axe, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to find me. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I hear that you were. I hear that you were. At the Atlanta Woodworking <laughs> Show in the past, as far as uh, as far as we're concerned, that's, that's true. How I, was I, it? So if you saw him there, then I think yeah. I had a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I think I had a lot of fun on the uh, 16th through the 19th of, uh, of yeah, March. A lot of people on Twitter commented that they had a really good time talking to you. So must have been fun. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm excited <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> so Jeremy, where, where can they nice. follow you? No. no. So yeah, I'm on YouTube as well. I'm uh, Jeremy S. Cook there, and on Twitter, I'm also Jeremy S. Cook. So that's that's uh, the extent of my creativity with that with that. Uh, you, you, 
that deal. <laughs> now, what, about, what about yourself, uh, on Max? On YouTube, of course, you? Max Maker is the channel. And on Twitter, it's at Max underscore Maker underscore YT. And on uh, Instagram, Max underscore Maker underscore YouTube. It's a bit long, but I'm sure you find me. It's a green logo. Nice. Two M's in it. Thanks, Peter, uh, Peter, for being our guest. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was really fun. Yeah, thanks. Thanks as well. So, anyway, we'll talk. Uh, see you guys later. Bye bye.